Let's get ready to rumble! Hey, hello! And welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that asks that question about whether you should, where should you watch your movies nowadays? Should you leave your house? Or is everything that you could ever possibly need or want or imagine available from the comfort of your sofa and you never have to interact with another human being again? Uh. Wonder whether I should be inter- <laughs> wonder whether they should be interacting with me on this podcast is Sean. Hello there. And Sharon. Hello. All on the Isle of Wight. My name is Tosin and I am in Coventry in the Midlands. And we are coming to you in the week in which one of our favorite movie stars has found himself in a little bit of a kerfuffle over some comments that he made. This, <laughs> now, you know, I was listening I was listening back to some of the podcasts we've, oh, I've done before and there was a week where we're talking about it where Benedict Cumberbatch said something that he would have been wiser to have couched differently. <laughs> if you guys can remember this a couple of a couple of years back and nowadays and now Liam Neeson has gone and said something and gotten himself in such a flat or such a what's the word such a bother that they actually cancelled the tr- the the premiere of his new film so it, the because his new film obviously he was doing um what's it called uh press and interviews and all that for his new movie Cold Pursuit and th- they were so worried about all the kerfuffle that came out of this they cancelled the premiere of Cold Pursuit in New York which I'm like oh, I can see why they did it because if not it, I think it would have harmed the stuff on the film but quite frankly let me put it this way for what Liam Neeson said as a black man I think this is nothing much than a storm in a teacup I, yeah <laughs> I mean that's it it's the context of the thing isn't it really you know it was uh... yeah I mean, it's it, it'll all be blown over. It'll be forgotten about in it. You know, yeah. it'll be like a storm in a teacup. It'll be like, day, well, that's it. Well, I haven't heard anything more about it today. Have you? No, I think yesterday was the, the highlight yeah, of this, right. or the sort of the furore. But yeah, it's one of those things. Someone can make a comment and then it's taken out of context and it becomes a huge deal. Because I was watching a programme, Brucey Breakfast, yesterday and they were interviewing a man from a university who does is a black studies, I think he does, because um, it's been Black mm. History Month. And he was saying, oh, this is like going back into the past with the days of lynching. And I was just thinking, well, really? I don't think it is. I think this is more akin to the sectarian violence that Liam Neeson grew up surrounded by rather than, um, you know, racial violence that this man was alluding to. I'm thinking, how are you interpreting, you know, this one man saying I was definitely going to go out and find someone to punish for this um, to going out and lynching someone? That happens. It's quite... I think it's quite an extreme jump as far as I was concerned. But they do do that because I remember years ago, I was at, I was at a party and it was a guy actually, and I won't say which newspaper, but it was one of the newspapers and he just said, have you got any information on anyone that I might work? And, and he actually said, I got quite funny with him and after a few drinks, and he was saying they actually have people looking through magazines trying to find, and they read all the articles and if there's anything that's a little bit controversial, it doesn't matter in what context it was said, they would take that small piece and they would say, so-and-so said that, you know, all, all, all British people were, you know, yeah. imperialists or whatever, you know, but they just take that one bit and they, the rest of the context of the of what the article was about, you know? Yeah, and I think the very point yeah. he was making, though, was that he utterly regrets what he did. Yes. And that looking back on it, he can't believe that he would have, that he did that. Mm. You think so? He's full of regret about what he did, and he's full of remorse about what he did. And so they're saying, and this one, this one particular gentleman was saying, "I'm never going to watch one of his films, films again." Again, I know, I know. You think, How is that, that about? Is, what is? It's, well, it's it just, just seems extreme to me. Well, the, it, I think 
it's one of those things. Uh, it's, it's, the, <laughs> it's I, I think I think it, it's a lot about the way we sort of like take in news nowadays and the way we look at news nowadays. It's just kind of like it's everybody. Okay, so for instance, people will have their own personal cross to bear or their own personal crusade that they want to fight and they will jump on anything that will help it so i know there's people who are thinking oh yeah we do have this uh, thing of representation of black people let me said something quick we can use this to further our own aims and yeah. therefore we're going to say how dare he say this da, 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 da. and there's people who are going to use it and go like yeah you see this way and there's people going to be like yeah you see this is what we this is what i've always said about black people this is the kind of thing they do and there's going to be people who are going to take it out of context and the news and the most annoying thing is the news i mean we talk this is an entertainment podcast right we talk about entertainment and the news nowadays is just entertainment and i think that's what they see themselves as they see themselves as we're here to entertain people so they will follow this story for entertainment and until because it was a slow brexit day or something and <laughs> until the next big until the next brexit story comes up which they're going to blow out of all proportion and sure sure enough along comes donald tusk yeah, and gives yeah. them something that they... <laughs> yeah. whoever thought we'd cheer for donald tusk <laughs> yeah he's, 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 i think the good thing about donald tusk is that he unites the, yeah. the leave and the, the remain campaign together <laughs> in that everyone hates him yeah yeah but that's that's it that is one thing yeah but but I mean, so there's some some sense to what he says because where were those people that said, you know, they give the 350 million a day to the NHS and all that, and they were to be seen. They all gone, so you know, they didn't know what they yep. were doing. They just said that, and and it's true. No one thought about, gave any well, thought whatsoever. It's just come out, come out, remain. Yeah, they're surrounded yeah. by remain in a remain. They're all probably from remain towns and remain areas, and they assumed that everyone was going to remain. <laughs> yeah, so I suppose and they, they were going to they were going to lose. They assumed yeah. they were going to lose the referendum. Right. And so yeah. when they did win, they were like, "Okay, now what do we do?" Yeah, but either way, either way. But either way, it's like Netflix is, and cinema, isn't it? Netflix and cinema, yeah, one or the other, yeah. You know, one of the films we're actually going to be talking about today, to so just to prove that I don't totally just throw this stuff together. One of the films we're actually going to be talking about today talks a lot about this whole idea of what's actually happening versus the perception of what's actually happening, and how uh -huh. in the world. And how in the world that we are today, it just kind of like messes the whole thing up. So people will go and they will go so much on the perception of what they think is happening, what somebody has said, as opposed to what's actually going to happen and actually wanting to find out what's on the floor. So um, with that, I know this week we've, we, Sean, you've had another beast mode. Week. I've had a beast mode and I even saw Polar. I even watched you Polar did. on your recommendation. Wow. Yeah, that was the other one I was trying to think of. Yeah, and it okay, was good. All right. I really enjoyed it. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so that was a recommendation okay, so, of Sharon's from last week. So, so ju just to explain what, what we mean when we say beast mode, this happens every now and then. And it's usually <laughs> Sean. It is usually Sean <laughs> who, deci who decides, you know what? There's all these films in the world that I have all the time to watch them. <laughs> it usually happens with cinemas, but now, now that we've got it to Netflix, it has opened up a whole new can of worms. So, Sean, do you want to tell us a little bit about your viewing this week? Just in general, yes, before viewing we go this to week, specific well, films. Well, I, I just decided, because one of, one of the, the ones we're going to talk about, one of the rules was a series. I actually watched the yeah. series, so, you know, you know back, back to back, which was so I made sure I wanted to watch them all. So, and then I decided, oh, some other, obviously you keep getting suggestions, don't you? And I thought, oh, that looks a bit good. I might watch doing that. And so I'd get into it. There's a mainly Korean stuff. 
you know, so you, watch, like, you watch one Korean film and then that's you right. like, hey, you must like Korean film. And I, I saw this film called The Revenger, which I really enjoyed. Probably the best martial arts film I've seen for for a long, long time. It's good martial arts. Just takes this this film just takes place on an island and basically it's it's one man, you know, and he sort of helps a few people out and against some bad men, really. Okay. That's basically the story of that one. So but, far, so Bruce Lee. So yeah, it's Bruce Lee. And then this other film I saw was Manhunt, which was a a couple of Chinese assassiny type people which were you know general schlocky sort of stuff so far so, so good yeah uh, i was watched a film called hurricane which was about the battle of britain the czech squadron oh, the 602 squadron you want to watch that yeah, yeah. well we save that one then and we can watch that one and then you yeah. can give me your views on that yeah that was that was interesting so you've seen that i haven't seen it yet oh, but okay. i do want to watch that so and yeah i can wrestle the yeah. remote control away from i remember from my <laughs> i shall um try to watch that and i saw polar Yes, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, 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 I know. Which, which <laughs> that comes in again, which I really enjoyed. I, I would give that. You gave that a th- I four, think it. Four. I think I gave it a three, three for content for and four for entertainment yeah. value. Yeah, I'd probably give, yeah. go with you on that. So, so, so that was a good recommendation. Um, and I watched. I started watching a couple of like documentary type things. Um, one was like Know Your Enemy, which was an old World War Two film about. Japan, whatever. But I watched a little bit of that, and I've sort of flipped. So I flipped with a few as well. You know. Yeah. a few as well yeah 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 so like like you do so i've got all this list of continue watching continue watching continue watching but yeah so so that was all good fun but as i say a marathon a marathon the the, the series and our rule of watching i thought that's it i've got to watch all this so <laughs> so okay let's just go let's just go back over the 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 rules that we said for the show for anybody who this might be the first thing that they've heard so we're going to compare we're going to take six films three cinema film or three things in the cinema three things in in netflix so if you're going to watch something on netflix it has to be something you haven't seen before we want to get as many netflix originals in there and if you're going to watch a tv series you have to finish watching the tv series by the time you talk about it on the show so you can't come in and say i saw the first two episodes of sherlock and i'm going to talk about that no you have to watch the whole series let the story finish so we can come so we can compare it to a film in which the story hopefully has finished mm. or oh, in the case of the snowman it's like you know the story that never started <laughs> oh, oh i must say another one another one which you like yeah. because it's got um the black panther starring uh and it was called chadwick boseman chadwick boseman and it was a film called i think it's a couple of years old called a message from the king a message from which, the king message where he plays a south african yeah he's south african and he goes over to yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. have you seen have you seen that tozen no, no, I've seen no. the things, but I was I, I I wasn't that interested. All right, okay. Well, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a yeah. three star yeah. one. So I, that was another thing I watched. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> yeah, it, it's okay. So, but so we're gonna and every week we're gonna bring forward um like pretty much each one of us. The way it works out is gonna bring an offering from cinema and an offering from Netflix. So I'm gonna kick off this week with my first offering from cinema, something that's in the cinemas this week that you can go watch, and it is How to Train Your Dragon 3, or to give it its proper title, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Now, seeing as this was an animation movie, I was pretty sure that I was the only one who was going to watch this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> because I know, I know Sean, Sean, you will watch them. Sharon will just go like, no! No. <laughs> one a year, I think, is Sharon. I mean, Maybe two. My rule she is normally one two. a year. Yeah. I haven't watched two in a one year for a long time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> imagine Sharon is like, no, you can't make me. Why? <laughs> I was like, like, yes, Shrek. I was just like, I'm not going to see it. I won't. And then my friend said, our friendship depends upon it. It's like, oh, okay, I'll go then. 
<laughs> and then I quite liked it. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. I have to be dragged in on the promise of, you know, chocolate ice cream and, you know, favours. 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 Undisclosed nature. <laughs> favours. I like that word, favours. <laughs> conjures up a lot of, lot of, um, conjures up a lot of things, doesn't well, it? Well, it depends on your mind. I'm thinking sweets, but um, you may yeah, be yeah, something yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Well... Okay, so so this is the, the so how to train your dragon. So in the world of animation, the king is Pixar, the one that is head and shoulders above everybody else is Pixar, and you have other animation studios like DreamWorks, and you have Illumination who do the Minion stuff. So Shrek's was DreamWorks, and possibly the closest that they ever that anybody has ever gotten to Pixar levels was. The first Shrek movie, I think, and more notably, the How to Train Your Dragon, the first movie, and this, and that's just a like Sharon. If you can, if you can stomach it, it is a brilliant, brilliant story. It's I absolutely love the first How to Train Your Dragon movie about this um, village called Burke, which is is it's nondescript. It's, a, it's not really in our world. But you can see that they're supposed to be Vikings. They keep calling themselves Vikings. However, all the adults speak with Scottish accents, led by Gerald Butler. <laughs> and all the kids speak with American accents, <laughs> led, led by Jay Baruchel's um, hiccup. And a boy finds a, he finds this dragon, and then he, it's all about coming up with this utopia between dragons and, and humans. And this film is supposed to be the culmination of a trilogy that has, that has come up and everything like that. And it's... It's it's weird because I feel like DreamWorks don't particularly know how to do trilogies that well. I don't think because each one of the each film gets progressively not as good. The same thing with the same thing happened with Kung Fu Panda. I'm not sure. Have you guys seen the Kung Fu Panda movies? No. Nope. Okay. All right. Cool. First one's awesome. Quite like the second one. The third one's a mess. And and. And this one is this film is not quite a mess, but it has a problem with which I've I've started thinking that if you're going to have a trilogy, good trilogies only really work when you don't kill the bad guy. Like, yes, you've you got have to, to have a, prota a protagonist and an antihero, haven't you? Really? Yeah, that that carry the way throughout each film because the first How to Train Your Dragon movie didn't really have a bad guy. It just it I was thinking about it, I was like, actually the film doesn't have a bad guy. It's all about these these people who think you're supposed to kill dragons and someone trying to convince them no, we can actually live with dragons, we're supposed to just kill them all the time. And that's the story about it. It's quite it's quite a nice simple story. And the second one, they go, okay, now we've got to move somewhere. So they introduce a bad guy, but then they kill the bad guy off. And then you go, okay, cool, let's go another film. Now we have a whole new bad guy to introduce, and we have to give you his motivation and his backstory and where he comes from and all that kind of stuff. And it just so sort of feels like, okay, we've been here before. And this film feels as if it covers a lot of the same ground that the second one did. And I, I mean, even the whole idea of a hidden world of dragons, it seems like, I was like, didn't they do that in the second one? Or was I missing something? <laughs> but <laughs> so it's... Are yeah, they based uh, on a series of books? So aren't the films based on a series of books, or did they have they sort of inspired one another? I mean, you would have thought if they were book based, they'd have a bit more of a coherent storyline. Their book based is a series of books by a lady called Cressida Cowell, but even the first film diverged quite a lot from what she did. Okay. So the yeah, but I'll, I'll but I'll tell you one thing: the the secret weapon of this series is the the lead dragon. 
and the lead dragon is a marvel, an absolute marvel of animation. He's a, he's a black dragon called Toothless, who is like the cutest thing ever. If anybody loves cats, they will fall in love with Toothless. And he is just so expressive and everything. And the relation, the, the central relationship between, um, you know how we, we saw Bumblebee a while back and people were talking about Bumblebee, the relationship between the girl and the car is what really sort of drives that film. And the relationship between the dragon and the boy is what drives this entire se series. Having said that, the I think the animation's great. I think the acting is great. F. Murray Abraham shows up and he does a really... I, I, preach, I think he's doing a Christoph Waltz impression <laughs> as the bad guy in this film. Because, That's fun. Yeah, for, for, for ages in this film, I thought it was Christoph Waltz. I was like, who's that voice? I was trying to place the voice and I couldn't. Uh, the way they've animated the bad guy, he looks a little bit like, think about Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of like, there's there's bits where his facial expressions and everything and the way he goes about it. Every, I'm like, this looks like Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards. But I think the animation, the animators are absolutely brilliant actors. So I think the film is good. It has some good bits. It doesn't quite hold together. It's not a satisfying conclusion to the trilogy. But I think that's more a case of the way they formed everything. Like if you want to see how to do a trilogy, look at Toy Story. And in Toy Story, you could argue that they didn't really have like a, a big overarching bad guy. Uh, I mean, well, no, they didn't have like a bad guy that they introduced every single... Um, well, I'm getting confused here. Anyway, Toy Story is better. Toy, <laughs> okay. Toy Story is better. Story, if you want to do an animation trilogy, look at Toy Story. Unfortunately, this doesn't get anywhere close to that, and I would give this three out of five stars. Three. Okay, okay. three's all right. Three's reasonable. Three's not bad yeah, for an animation. Three. Yeah, three's, three's not... <laughs> Sharon. Yeah. Yeah. Prejudice. Hey, <laughs> Absolute prejudice. <laughs> I must admit that the the artwork, the artwork, the dragons, the actual dragons themselves do look quite, you know, the, from, yes. from the artwork of yeah. the poster and stuff. Yes. Looks, I can understand it's, um, you know, it does look, it does look quite sort of nice. <laughs> that's yeah, a word, yeah. nice. No. That's it. <laughs> it, that, that that's nice. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Hey, that's you, like you know, a, that's you like know what they have plus word really, isn't it? Nice. <laughs> you know, you know when I mean, they have the all those posters. Yeah. You know those posters that they have on films and they put like yeah. quotes from reviews. Can you imagine <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. How to train your dragon, the hidden world. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Now, if it is if it is it does look it does look good, but the problem is when you see the first it's a bit like Pitch Perfect is another one. When you see the first one, the first the first Pitch Perfect is like a perfectly formed film. It yeah. is awesome. Yes. And by the third one, you just feel like they have lost the plot. They don't <laughs> they just, know what they're doing. It's like, just sing, yeah. Just yeah, sing like, and forget about like, the plot. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like they don't know what they're doing anymore. They obviously like hanging around each other, which is why they made this film. Yeah. But besides that, they don't have a, they've, they've lost the plot. And it's very, and well, it's not as bad as this in this, but it's kind of like, I feel like the story they wanted to tell was a story in the first film. And after they told the story in the first film, it was like, uh, uh, where do we go from here? Uh, <laughs> what other stories are left? So, unfortunately, I would give that a three out of five. Okay, cool. <laughs> right, cool. And um, so, I'm guessing that Sharon, you'll be watching that. Sean, watching uh, it? Uh, possibly, <laughs> possibly. I won't, won't rush. I don't think. <laughs> you know, might, may, maybe, wait, maybe wait. if something comes up. Wait for Netflix to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, cool. So let us let us swiftly move on to our first Netflix movie of the week. And this, Sharon, is Extinction that you saw. And yes. um tell so tell us the story of how you came to actually see Extinction. How do you came to choose this film? Well, I'd again it's one of the like we recommend you watch this film because you've watched, watched this film. So, so I'd watched a number of science fiction films over the last sort of month since I've had um, Netflix. So I've seen like Bird Box yeah. and I saw one that we haven't reviewed called Orbiter 9, which right. is a Spanish science fiction film. And I'd seen uh, just a few others. And so it was, they just said, because you've watched these, you may like this, this one. one. And we, I sat and watched the trailer and so I was with my brother at the time and we said, oh, let's just watch this one, shall we? Yeah. And so basically it, it's, a, it's a little bit derivative. You think you've seen similar elements to this film. But then I think it's got some interesting things that happen later on. But the basic premise, it's set, we don't know when it's set. It doesn't come up with in the year, whatever. It's set in that you feel that it's slightly ahead of us. And and it's, you know, this the main character is played by Michael Peña. And he is married with two children and he works in this factory that we don't know what it makes, but he works there as a sort of maintenance guy and he's you often see him tinkering around and his wife's like an architect. And you see them and he keeps having these strange dreams that are almost yeah. a sort of prophetic in that he sees, you know, death, destruction and sort of fire from above, basically. And then one day all these these visions um, appear to come true, but not quite as he'd seen them. And it's this would because you don't get to see the sort of the baddies, but it's this apparently is an alien invasion that where these invaders are hell bent on the extinction of life on Earth. Oh, and then yeah. the story progresses, and you see various things going on, and there's some interesting twists and turns along the way. Yeah. So you do think it's slightly derivative of things like Battle of Los Angeles, and there's is it Skylight? Skyline. Skyline. Sky, Skyline. Yeah. Skyline, so which everybody ways, hates, but I like. Yeah. In some ways, it's, it's, <laughs> you can see how they've been influenced by some of these films. But I think there's enough twists, and the performances are quite convincing, and there's enough, I think, to sort of confound you at certain points where you go, "Whoa, I didn't see that coming." Cool. So yeah. it's an interesting sort of play on a familiar sort of trope, trope, as it were. Yeah. Well, mm. the, the funny thing about this is you said that you watched this um, because it was the only thing you, you said your it was the only thing your brother would let you watch, pretty much. Yes, more or less. He's had <laughs> yeah, I, he's been off sick this week, so he's had possession of the remote control. <laughs> and the few well, times because... I sat down and said, Do you mind can we watch it? And it's like, oh no, I've already seen it, or can we watch? Oh no, I'm watching this now. And <laughs> this was the only one where I actually was there for the beginning of a film. And it's like, oh, can we watch that one? Oh right. <laughs> so you watched it? Yeah, I watched it with my brother. Yeah. Because the the funny thing is like I've seen this film, but I've seen I saw it over my brother's shoulder as well. Because oh, right. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was at my brother's house. He was, and he he can sometimes he just sort of like, oh, I, th I think it must be a uh, a father thing. He's like, okay, cool. They're all a, they're all a bed. They're all to bed. I just need to watch something. I need to watch something. Hmm. He watched the trailer. Yeah, that's that seems good enough. That seems distracting enough. And he put it on, and and the and you were very uh, you're very you're being very good and being about not letting on what this twist is. And I think the twist in this film is quite clever. 
I think it, I think it's I think it's quite a clever film that you watch it and you're like, ooh, ooh, when you see where they're going, you're like, you're like, oh yeah, now that is actually different. That is quite good. Um, and but I, I have to admit, as the film went on towards the end, I thought it started dragging. I I thought this film just that it just I just thought it started dragging, and I was like, oh come on, get to where you're going already. Yes, the way they ended it, I I fear they may try to do another one. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> because I like these some of these sort of films, I'd rather they tie them up and sort sort it all out. But yep. yeah, they left it with enough to go on thinking, oh, they might be back. Mm, but yeah. I thought I thought had they had a more of a definite ending, I think I probably would have rated it. I hadn't rated it yet, but my rating might have been higher. Right. But I thought it was so, of its type. I thought, yeah, they've done it well. It's within sort of almost set limitations, isn't it? You know where you stand with certain science fiction. But no, I certainly enjoyed it for, for what it was. Cool. So, well, uh, so well, how many stars would you give it? I would give it a three stars. Three stars. Yeah, mm. uh, and I would I would agree with you. I, th- I actually think from from what I saw of the film and all that, it's like I I do think it has it has this big reveal. But the big reveal comes kind of early on because you still have probably about forty-five minutes left by yes, the time the big reveal bit, happens. Yes. Is, is there is it is it is there much action in it? Is it much in the way yeah, of action, oh, or yeah, is it sort of more suspense? Yeah, there's and lots hiding. of shooting and running. Yeah, right. Oh, okay, it's rather interesting. That's it. I'll tell you what it's like. I, thought, I wondered if it's going to be a real slow one, but when you said Battle for Los Angeles, I thought, oh well, well, yeah, yeah it so, keeps moving. Yeah, what you're going to say, Toast? Sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, I was just going to say it's a bit like you know one of those um, city invasion films where oh they've taken over a city and now we've got to fight back and we've got to like and so things are blowing up all around you as people are trying to run from point A to point Ooh. B that kind of action. Right. So okay. It's, cool. Yeah. So it yeah. might be up my street a little bit then. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It might be. It might be. Yeah. Uh, well, three um, stars is okay. Uh, three star recommendation yeah. is pretty yeah, good. So okay. that would be one that maybe put on when when there's not there's loads. Yeah, of I, think, so much I think again the twist is enough to make you go. Oh, that's actually is an interesting take mm. on a familiar yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel like all they had was the twist, and then after that, it was like they didn't really. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> didn't really go much with after that. But no, it was. Um, yeah, it was like a, a solid three. Cool. Oh, all right, cool. So, moving on from that, um, we'll go into the next movie that we're going to talk about this evening. Now, we go back to cinema. I see what cinema has to offer, how cinema has to sort of had to fend off the ever-growing hordes of Netflix content. <laughs> and we have, can, <laughs> we have Can You Ever Forgive Me? And now, this is, if I'm, if I'm correct, so I haven't seen this, you, the two of you have. Yes. And from what I understand, this is Melissa McCarthy in... I am an actor mode. Yes, she's Sean, not doing her it? usual. Yeah, yeah, I can take this one if you like. I can take this one. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, I think to start off, when I went with the audience, were there were first when we first went in, and uh, there was it was quite busy, and there was a few laughs to start with because she's just very dead deadpan, you, yeah. you, you know. So, and then gradually as the film went on, I, I thought and I found, and I think the audience as well became more sort of could relate to her more as a, you know, the, the, the comedian bit was sort of still there, very dry, but it was, it was totally different to what, what she normally plays, you know, to, to what you was expecting. So I don't know if Sharon wants to give you a little bit about the story there. Um, well, yeah, it's a story of a writer who I personally had never heard of, but she was at one time a New York Times bestselling author. Her name is Lee 
Israel, but they call it Israel, which I always find a bit strange, but Lee Israel, we'll call her. And she has sort of fallen off of the bestseller list by some margin. And she's sort of been writing slightly obscure biographies, but she is very good at writing biographies. You can really identify and get behind the lives of these people that she writes about. And but she's I've become unemployed because she's one of these people who is socially isolated. She doesn't make friends easily. She has no empathy, so she's rude to people. She burns her bridges continually. People who might have helped her, um, she's sort of offended them once too often. She's abrasive. So she's someone who is a real sort of social loner. So when she loses her job and she's in danger of losing her apartment, she's got no one to turn to. Mm. And so she comes, she finds one of her prized possessions that she decides to sell is a letter to her after she wrote her best-selling book from Catherine Hepburn. And she goes into a ephemera shop, like books and ephemera, and she sells it and she gets quite a lot of money for this, for this letter, enough to keep her going. And then when she's researching for one of her biographies, she comes across another letter from someone famous. And again, well, she pinches it and then she sells that. And again, she gets quite a bit of money. And the comment that someone makes was, if it's, you'd get more for this if it was a bit more personal or if it was a bit more you know, contextualised, so you, it links in with a book or links in with something personal, you'd get much more money. And then basically yeah. she starts writing her own. <laughs> yeah, she writes them all and, and forges a signature, basically, doesn't she? Yeah. And, uh, and of course, so she, she, she does all this. And, of course, um, some people get, they, oh, this is, this is really personal. This is really good. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff, getting some money. But then she becomes a bit of a reputation. And, and so she has to uh, get someone else to sort of help. So along comes Richard E. Grant. Yeah, who's yeah. like a sort of drinking acquaintance, isn't he? Yeah. She's the closest yeah. thing she's, she's she's got to a friend. She yeah. hasn't got any friends, but, and he's the yeah. They're both she's, pretty abusive. But they're both awful. Other. Yeah, they're both awful, awful people. But, um, <laughs> you know, but it's quite funny. And and Richard, I, yeah. I don't know if anyone has ever seen with Nail and I. Yeah. But um, yeah. So in this, I mean, Richard E. Grant plays. In fact, he's 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 a really good character in this, and he's he's yeah. he's a good parry, I think, to to Melissa, and um. Yeah, you know he plays especially a drunken, yeah. drunken sop, isn't he? Really, and but he's he's very witty with it, you know, very charming. He's got that charm. So he's and, so and is it is it a bit like if um if with Nail had grown up? Um, yeah, probably yeah, a little bit America like that. Yeah, if he moved to America, you could imagine him being and this sort of way. Got sort of sunk into the seedier side of yeah, New York yeah. in the nineteen nineties. Yeah. yeah, funny enough, they were talking about this film on the on the film program, which was on about four o'clock on Radio Four. They were they and yeah. they was actually had an interview. Did you listen at all? No. To, and it was Richard E. Grant, and he was he was talking. It's really worth listening to if they. Yeah, if they're both the real people, yes. obviously they have the inspiration for the real people. And I didn't realise he is totally teetotal. He oh, does Richard not. Grant. Yeah, 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 he he is. Is. yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He he's so, I mean, I didn't know that one, but he doesn't touch a job alcohol, and yet he's so good at playing these these <laughs> slightly <laughs> inebriated <laughs> people. So yeah, and you know, he's good. He's. Uh, I mean, the characters in this are great, aren't they? Really? They are you because think? you. It's hard to identify with someone who has no redeeming features. That's it. And yet somehow you do <laughs> with both of them. You know, they do appalling things. <laughs> And there's one point where they're like stealing from like a museum and so or something. Yeah. And you're going, that's just appalling. That is appalling, and and that they are just not nice people, are they? But no, in some way, but you, you identify. Yeah, you identify. Because I think you begin through this sort of this sort of you know prism of what the, these awful things they're doing. You begin to understand what both motivates them both a little bit, don't you? Yes. Yeah. That definitely. they are socially isolated. Yeah. They sort of got this weird relationship. Um. 
this friendship, though it isn't really that because they don't trust each other. No, they don't really they like each other. <laughs> <laughs> so they are drawn to each other. They are, yeah. yeah. And I think for the same reason, we don't like them. We don't identify with them, but somehow you are drawn with them. And when they, you know, I don't want to say too much about the plot, but you, you know, you do feel for them in yeah. the most bizarre way. You do, yeah. It, is. it does give you that strange, yeah, bizarre way. Indeed, yeah. Well, but, but I'm guessing because, okay, this is based on a real-life story. So, um, so as you said, uh, they're going around forging all these things and selling them. I mean, seeing this is based on a real-life story, I get a feeling that it's like, well, I'm, I would be going into this film thinking, well, they obviously don't get away with it. But <laughs> eventually no, no. it's going to crash down around, around their ears. And even in the trailer, it lets you know, yeah, it kind of goes wrong. Yeah, they do yeah, get their come up. Yeah, they do, they really. Yeah, I was just going to say, what you say about the characters? It seems to come across because both Richard E. Grant and Melissa McCarthy are both nominated at the Oscars. Yeah, it's got loads for, of for this. So, well, it's not just yeah. that. They've got awards for, from yeah. like, you know, all, all over the world. All over the world. They, yeah. You know, he, he said yeah. he, was, he spent like two weeks just jetting to this <laughs> festival and that festival and to yeah. Cannes <laughs> and there and the other. He said he's only ever been, I think he's only ever been nominated for one. One I think this award. film was taken a lot of people by surprise. I yes. think it was probably made of quite a restricted budget, and I think they've just made it as like a character piece, really. And I think it's yeah. taken people by surprise at how people have, have responded to it. Mm. And yeah, after every now and then, this sort of film comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? And it you does. sort of go, because I wasn't sure about watching this film, but one of my friends went to see it last weekend and she texted me and said, I think you should go and see That's this film. So I was, we were rained off work one day this week, so I, I went to see it. That's brilliant. I mean, that's like, you, you know, Leave No Trace. That came out of yes, nowhere, really. And, uh, you know, in that, a top film. You know? So, yeah, these, these films, they sort of come from nowhere. I mean, I didn't really know much about it, to be honest with you. And I just thought, I think it was a, a Sunday night or something. It was one night. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, I better see something for the. I've watched so much stuff on Netflix. <laughs> I better go. I, I, go the, I better go to the cinema. Oh, what's on? There wasn't a lot on, so I thought, oh well, we'll give this one a go. And yeah, yeah, pleasantly surprised. I mean, there's been a few okay. ones. Like that. My friends, yeah. well, that's why I saw it. Okay, yeah. okay, sure, sure. To continue, uh, how we kicked off with a, in a little bit of a political bent. Um, you said that this film. You mentioned another film that you didn't really know about, Leave No Trace. That was yeah. um, that you that you end up quite liking. Yeah, We're, I'm not sure whether this has anything to do with it, but no, no, it doesn't. Enough, but, but it was just I was no, no, I was no, 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 no. I meant like uh, I'm not sure whether the point I'm about to make has anything to do with it. But both films have female directors, which might be which might, and some people would say that's probably why they flew under the radar uh, because uh, they weren't pushed okay. as much. Oh right, okay. All right. Oh, there you but, go. Yeah. yeah, both of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and both films have been mentioned as to because this year again at the Oscars they don't have any. All the nominees for best director are men, and both leave no trace. And um, can you ever forgive me? Have been mentioned going. Okay, 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 okay. Cool. If it wasn't a if it wasn't a year where we did not have some excellent films directed by women, no problem. But look at these. Oh. Look at these. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like she directed two people to Oscar-nominated performances, and she gets nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but it's yeah, but anyway, that was just a, that was just on the side. Yeah, so it sounds like you guys quite liked it. That's interesting. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like you guys you, you think it deserves all of it, all the hype it gets. Yeah, I, yeah, think, I so. think so. I think it's it's not for the faint-hearted in some aspects. The language is quite brutal, yeah. and some of the content is a little bit. 
you know, eyebrow, eyebrow raising. But it's, uh, yeah, go to feel for all that. So yeah. what would you rate it, Sean and Sean? Well, I'd have to give this one a four. I would agree. I would give this a four. Yes. Oh, very cool. I have to admit, I do think Melissa McCarthy is an excellent actress, and I think she should do more dramatic stuff because she's awesome. Yeah, she's I, definitely I, got the chops for I, it. Yeah, I did see her in a film. It must have been one of her early films where she plays like someone who's who works in like a, a store, and, and I think it was just a name. It was a, uh, I, I, I'm not sure sure what it was, but I think it must have been an early movie. And she's like a, yeah. she just works in a store. Tammy, I think, it, yeah, Tammy, mm. that would have been it, Tammy. So I oh, mean, no, that's, no Tammy. Uh, Tammy, it, Tammy? I mean, that's the one with that's the one with her and Susan Sarandon. Oh right, okay. Um, that's a grandmother. That's a grandmother. Oh right, well that's that was a good yeah. one. I like that one. So yeah, uh, I'm not sure what the other one was then. Anyway, but yeah, so <laughs> so yeah, she she is she's quite versatile, really. Yeah. You know, but I think people yeah, she, went in. She really, really is. Yeah, you know, as I say, when I went in, I think the perception was that this film was going to be a bit funny, a bit and there were funny, a couple yeah. of a couple of things when she said that well, there was she a few says laughs, such outrageous things, outrageous laughed, things, yeah. <laughs> But as time goes on, people became, you know, really, yeah. So, so good movie. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, okay, cool. And now we're halfway through. Now onto our fourth film. Now we go back to Netflix. And on Netflix, I watched this week, Fire, the greatest party that never happened. All right, I saw oh, that on there. See yeah. the trailer for this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't see yes. the trailer, but it's FYI. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, F-Y-R-E. Yeah. Fire spells F-Y-R-E. Yeah. And this, oh, my God. I mean, honestly, right? I put put something on Facebook earlier today, and I said that this is the most effective disaster movie (laughs) that I have seen in the last couple of decades. You know how it is when... you, you know how it is where you watch a disaster movie and at the beginning, everything is nice and wonderful and it's, oh, ooh, look, oh, we're in California and the sun's out and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. we only have little, little small things to worry about. But you know the earthquake is coming. You know the flood is coming. You know the fire is coming. And this film, I, I, I honestly think that the guys who made this documentary have shaped it like that. They've shaped it like that. So the fire festival was this thing. That, the first time I heard about it was in 2017. Switched on the radio and they said, oh, there's this big festival that was supposed to be like a, a luxury festival. People were like, you're going to come here. You're going to hang out with supermodels. You're going to hang out with celebrities. You're going to be on this private island in the Bahamas. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. And people had paid thousands of dollars to go to this thing because they were like, it's going to be exclusive. You get a private jet there, all that. You get your own luxury chalet. And people said, yeah, they'd all showed up in the Bahamas and it had just turned into like, you know, a zombie movie or something <laughs> because, because nothing that they promised was there. And uh, this story, uh, this documentary is essentially, okay, how did this happen? And it is fascinating. It is absolutely fascinating because you're watching it and you're thinking, hang on a second. So this happened, that happened. What what happened there? What oh and they they build it up as to how this whole started, who are the people who were involved, how could you get to the point from people looking online and saying, Oh my god, this is going to be the best thing ever to getting to the Bahamas and finding out that they were actually in, uh, you know, the sort of disaster relief tents that I think would have been on the news. Like when uh, when um, Haiti yes. had, it had had problems, you know, the sort of disaster relief tents that they put yeah, up because people's houses have been washed away. That was 
Yeah, how do you go from, oh, come hang out with, with Bella Hadid and hang out with all these people and all that, all these wonderful people and have this wonderful life that will make everybody think, oh my God, I wish I was you. How do you <laughs> go from there to, oh my God, we are in a disaster relief tent that is totally <laughs> soaked. <laughs> that, is, that is soaked. The, 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 the bed in there is soaked. They're trying to put us in on an inflatable mattress. And, it <laughs> and you've paid is, thousands it, for this. Love you. You've paid thousands for this. And when I, well, this is the film I was talking about when I was talking about how nowadays we have the whole problem of the perception of what actually is going on and the reality of it. And I know, I mean, last year, uh, one of my films of the year was a film called uh, Searching, which I, yes. I, remember, I remember saying, yeah, the, which was all about social media. It was all about, it was essentially a detective movie, but played out through social media. And it, it was, and I said this, I think this is the kind of film that Hitchcock would have made with social media. Yeah. And this documentary goes into that. It goes into that because you have at the beginning the musician, Ja Rule, and a guy called uh, Billy McFarland. And they are talking about this new venture that they have. And it sounds good at the beginning. Everything that they're saying, you're like, this is good. This is a good mm. business thing. And then it takes a left turn when they decide to hold, host a festival to when they decide to hold a festival um, to promote this thing and it becomes a massive mm -hmm. comedy of errors and you're watching it and because obviously it's a real life thing you know how it ended up you're watching it all the way going oh my god oh my god oh my god the disaster's coming I know the disaster's coming and the, it's so well done it's so well edited the people who they get to speak they speak about it very very frankly there is one story about that one of the guys, one of the guys who was the main organizers tells about that has, <laughs> has launched a thousand memes about what he has to do to get water into the Bahamas for all the people who they are expecting to come, but they know they are not, they are not well equipped <laughs> to actually deal with. So I, I would recommend watching this film and you might be watching it through your fingers because you're going, oh my God, no. Oh my God! No, no! It. Yes, yeah, so you can see what's coming, but they're just like. No, the thing about it is that there's people, there's people who are involved in it who could see what was coming. Okay, so, <laughs> what would you rate Fire as, Tosin, as a documentary and as a film? You know, I, I think it, this is it's a film because every now and then a documentary comes across and it makes you realize actually documentary is a film. It's it's not just it's it's not all I mean David it's not all David Attenborough if you get why I'm no, because I yes. love David yeah. Attenborough but some people sort of think oh yeah that's a documentary a film is something else but yeah. this is totally structured like a thriller it's structured like a disaster movie I would give this a very very high four wow. it's wow. just that yeah that there's some things that it it doesn't talk about like. I have, I have, I still have questions about Ja Rule, who was one of the guys who was involved with that at the beginning. He disappears for about an hour, and it seems <laughs> as if there's, there, there's, for, there's no consequences for him as to what, how everything went down. There seems to be no consequences for him. He disappears, he disappears around about the time it starts going bad. He shows up after it's gone bad and tries to be a CEO to sort of fix this whole thing, which I'm like, where were you when this whole thing was? Yeah, was when it was unraveling. <laughs> Yeah, and it also there's a bit where it mentions that some of the because when they got to the Bahamas that all these people were sort of packed in and quite frankly, honestly, this thing looked like a it looked a little like a refugee camp the way that they all pushed <laughs> oh. in and they they talk about how it gets all primal and things start falling apart and all that sort of stuff and they said that some people were getting kidnapped and held to ransom because people who'd worked on the festival hadn't been paid so they'd yeah. kidnap some of the people 
And, but that just that's just like a throwaway comment. I'm like, what what happened to them? Did, did anybody die? Did they get out alive? What what happened? And so it, le- it left you a bit short then of wondering what what had happened, what had gone on. Oh, I have I have questions. I mean, I'm very satisfied with the film as a whole, but I have questions, and I like the fact that it doesn't preach at you about the evils of social media. It just tells you the story and lets you figure lets you fill in the gaps yourself because this thing became so big because of social media. And everybody saw this, essentially all the, all the advertising was on social media. They went to all these people called social media influencers, said, put up a post about this thing and talk about how great it's going to be. So they, they go and they pay, they pay like um, Kim Kardashian's sister, Kylie Jenner, they pay her £250,000 um, to put up a post saying, I'm going to this festival. She puts it up and then all of a sudden they sell out all their tickets and they haven't even planned anything for the festival whatsoever. <laughs> and so there, there is, there, uh, there's a lot of things about how do we actually take in information nowadays. Mm-hmm. I, I guess you could use the word fake news, but it's just about how it's like, what responsibility do people on the internet, like influencers, people who have large followings, yes. what responsibility do they have? To their yeah, fault. Come, so come up with a plan. Sounds a bit like Brexit, really, doesn't it? Come yeah. up with a plan and <laughs> not have any idea how to how to do it. To, but there you go. To be to be honest with you, there is there's a lot of people who are going to watch this and use it as an analogy. One of the memes <laughs> that a friend, what one of the memes that a friend sent me today actually directly references this film and Brexit. But oh, wow. I think. But I don't want to tell you guys anymore. You need to go watch it and just sit down with your mouth open going, what the hell? (laughs) It's a a very, very, very good film. Very good film. All right. Um, uh, Yeah, so that's my thing. I'll give it a four. And now we move on to a film that I'm a bit shocked about because I didn't actually know that this film was out yet. I mean, um, Alita Battle Angel. Alita Battle Angel, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, hang on a second. Can I just check something? You guys, do you guys have your headphones on because I can hear myself? Yes, we got. I got mine on. Yeah, they're plugged yep. in. They're plugged in. They're all plugged in. They're all plugged in. Okay, good. cool. Okay, cool. Okay, no problem. I could just hear an echo of myself. All right, cool. Okay. So, Alita Battle Angel. Sean, go. Yes, Alita Battle Angel. Okay, this is this story is based on a manga manga um, story. Um, a lot of a lot of these manga films, a lot of these anime films, they haven't transitioned very well to the movies. Um, yeah. So, so a lot of people were at least to the this. American movies, at least the American yeah. movies, yeah. But yeah. this, this, this sticks pretty much to the to the anime version, and it's basically a story about um, you've got Christopher Waltz. He finds he's, he's sort of looking around a junkyard, and he him he, again, him <laughs> again, yeah. Look, he pops up, <laughs> and he finds this 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 sort of head of a uh, a girl, and he puts a body on her, and she becomes. I'm not going to give too many plots away because because it, it's probably best. I'm not going to give a lot of spoilers here. All I'm going to say is some great things about this movie. You have got lots of cameos by people. There's loads of cameos. Okay. Yeah, sorry, sure, John. Sure, I, I, I just feel want... like I need to point out that th- this body of a girl that he finds is actually an android body. It's an android body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So he, he basically yeah basically he puts on to start off with at the start of the film he puts on one body. Yeah, and. She she's just really really like aggressive and she just wants to get involved in this this because she's from she's from a distant past she's from a distant past and there's like two okay. two worlds there's this 
this world at the bottom. Is and it this, set in the future? It's on set Earth? in the future. Yeah, it's set in. In fact, I think that future when Earth. it comes up, it comes. Yeah, the twenty sixth century fox or something like that. Oh, but, okay. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's quite well done with the with the uh, with the opening credits. And and so you've got this big you've got this big like city that is held up by massive cables. Yeah. And then you've got got a lower. I guess you call it a lower city where there's you know lots of strange things going on. You've got bounty hunters, and you've got this this big game that if you get into the big game. You can actually go up to the, you know, if you win, if you go for all these championships, you go through all these games. Is it a bit like Ready Player One then in that regard? There is a bits of Ready Player One in there. Yeah, but there is, it's, it's similar to that, like, like this game, this game thing, a bit like Rollerball, a bit like Rollerball. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, so, yep. And, um, so basically this, 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 this girl, there's also obviously a young boy in it. So it's, it's, it's for the teen audience as well, sort of thing, you know, there's, there's. Is he also, uh, Cy- not well, to start how would you describe her? Cyborg? Or yeah, cyborg. Yeah, like a like a cyborg. Yeah, I would say cyborg. Yeah, cyborg. Basically, yeah. Involved, yeah, cyborgs. And there's some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some other. Um, there's some other. Anyway, so she's got this first body that Christopher Waltz puts on, and she she finds this other body, which was obviously her body. And okay. uh, so, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go into spoilers if I'm not careful. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah all yeah, I'm going to say that's this what... is. Yeah, I'm going to cut out the spoilers. And I'm just going to say that that it's it's a really really good movie. The uh, the performances are really really good. The CGI is not too bad. You think it would be awful? There's it's just action all the way through. I really really like um I really really liked her as well. Really yeah, because she her look she's, is slightly other, isn't yeah. it? She's she's human, but she's but, there's something that's just not right. Her eyes are too big, and her face, her features aren't quite right to be quite right. Yeah, to so, pass so as that, completely that, human. That, what do they what do they call that? What's that thing like Gollum? They do motion capture, motion, motion capture. capture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's obviously that. But this, I mean, there's action sequences and there's violence, and and Alita herself, I think, has played really, really well because although she hasn't got much of a memory. Um, She's just really, really aggressive and she really knows what she wants and she's not like soppy. She's not, you know, she, she is obviously in the past has been some, she's a battle angel. She is, this is what she does. This is, and she is so cool. And the action sequences, and the action sequences are just really, really class, real super like, uh, okay. Punching, kicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Loads in this, you know, it's quite, quite nasty as well, quite visceral, I would say. So maybe not so much slapping. I'm quite happy to hear that. I'm quite happy to hear that because I know James Cameron has been trying to make this film for decades, but he yep. keeps getting busy by directing films that have become the highest grossing movies of all time, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but it's, um, but um, the, some of the trailers I looked at and I like the, my main problem was like the CGI. I wasn't sure that the mix worked. I, the, I agree. Like, but if, if, if you think, I mean, the game, the actual game, when they're playing the game, CGI can be awful, as we know from like Transformers and all that, and you can just don't see what's going on. But what this, this yeah. was, I'm glad you brought this up because the game, which is very much smash, crash, all that, when, she, when she's in the game, it's yep. really, really good. It's, you can actually, it actually, things happen and it's not just, oh, wham, you know, because she sees Transformers, you're just like, bang, 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 what's, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. In this, you actually see what's going on. You actually see what happens to the, the, some of the players and okay. what, what goes on so you actually see so for me this actually works because I'm, I'm i'm funny with cgi but this cgi and this actually okay. works okay. really really well so because I, yeah 
because uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one my okay. You have to, you have to answer this for me because I know her. She's pretty much been designed like an anime character, like Sharon was saying, big eyes and all that kind of stuff, mm. uh, eyes that take up half her face. Uh, but it's, it, for me, it was more the characters because the whole idea is that people have started modifying their bodies with cybernetics in this world. So there's a character played by Ed Scrine where he, the, the only bit of him that's pretty much human is his head, and the yeah, rest yeah, of his yeah, body yeah. is like metal yeah. Yeah. and that look when i saw it i was like that just looks weird so you say even that mm. one works yeah there is there was there was there was a couple of couple of things in it that didn't look um that, that looked a bit odd i mean there, there's a particular weapon that christopher waltz has got and and um I, I guess it's like a little bit of a hammer really that was a bit odd that was a bit bit you thought well but a i think bit, frame roger a bit of it, i think uh, possibly yeah yeah but i think um probably it would might have been different in the in the you, you know in the anime one but it just looked yeah. really a bit too awkward and cumbersome yeah. for for that type and of thing and often sometimes the, the positioning of the fingers or the stressing on the finger yeah. that doesn't look quite right so you're thinking you know you're not holding anything of any weight just because mm. of the way your fingers are shaped yeah 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 I but, think you've got to get that sort yeah. of thing right, haven't you? Before it, works. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so there are a couple of there are a couple of things with it, but I, you, you know, for the it was it was a really really enjoyable experience for me. I you know I was I was really really surprised because I was thinking, mm, you know, what's this going to be like? And and like you say, from the trailer, you think, oh, loads of CGI, yeah. and there is CGI, but the CGI in this works, I think. Okay, I mean, from oh. a personal point of view. Okay, I've got a final question. Yes. Uh, so. How did you get to see this? Because this isn't released yet. Was this like a sneak preview or something? Well, it was. It was on yesterday. It came out yesterday. Um, and, really? And yeah, it was. It was. Well, it was at Cineworld. I went to see it at Cineworld yesterday, and I saw oh. the 3D version. So, and there were there were three or four performances, and it's on on. So, I mean, so it wasn't I just a special, a special screening then. It no, was, it didn't uh, seem special oh. screening. There was one in the afternoon, and there was there was like two. There was three. 3D performances and two 2D performances, so it was on all well, during the day and yeah. stuff. So well, yeah, I need to go have a word with my representative at the Nuneaton Odeon. Oh right, well there <laughs> you well, go. You guys suck. Uh, I mean, normally Cineworld, Cineworld, it's awful for getting things like that. But this is like, this is like, what's you know what's going on? When I saw it, I was like, wow, I'm going to see that because I look forward to that, and also it'll give me something to talk about today. <laughs> so yeah, so I saw the the so. half past eight performance last night. Yeah. It was oh. good. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm planning to go see that this weekend. So I'm glad. I'm glad. Oh, good. That. Well, we can. You can. You can review it as well. Let me know what you think. I hope I haven't hyped it yeah. too much for you. But yeah, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. So, so with Star Wars, I'm going to give this one a four star. Okay. Yeah, four cool. star. Because uh, yeah, Christopher Walsh's weapon. So I'm going to give this a, a four star. <laughs> <laughs> all in. All in all. All in all, a great week. Yes, a great all week. All right. Yeah. Cool. And so, and Sean, we come back to you we to do. finish us off. We do. So this this is, a, this is pretty much at the moment it's neck and neck between Netflix and cinema. It right. is honestly it all comes neck down to this neck. one. It comes down oh. to this one. It all, it all comes down to this one, Sean. Ooh, so well, there we go. This yeah, one, this you, one. You, you can you, tell I'm excited, can't you? I mean, yeah. this has been a good week this week after you, after yeah. weeks of of not much. We've got we've got these great things. So yeah. So okay. Right. Okay, so this is something that you were talking about last week. And That's you were right. talking about how, how much you wanted to go watch this. Right. So now you've watched it, let us know about it. Okay, okay. Yes, this series, I watched all, there's six episodes. So I watched all six episodes because that was the rules. That's I rules. really enjoyed watching six episodes. I think I watched four in a row, had a cup of coffee, came back, watched the other two. Um, 
this is this is just just fantastic, really. It's I mean, it, not necessarily even be a zombie movie. It could be a dynasty movie. It could be you know like one of those big samurai movies and all that. The the scenery is fantastic. There's lots of intrigue. Basically, the story is this: the, the, there's a crown prince, and obviously his dad. They think his dad's died. The, the king has died, but he sort of the, the the people, the queen and her father and the counselors. They sort of say, "No, he's still alive. He's still alive." And there's these things that go on. I won't put too much spoilers on it. But what I loved about this is how. It spreads. How it spreads is just absolute. You, you know me, and I mean, even people say, "Oh, it's a fantasy film, Sean. Why do you get funny about things like this, yeah. that, and the other?" But this is just—it's just so clever. Just so works how the disease so, so spreads. Even fantasy has to make sense, though. and it does make sense. And it even goes down. Yep, yeah. Go on, then, Toes. What are you going to ask me? You know, I just—I just had a couple of questions. So, first of all, um, is this sort of set in? This is set in ancient times. So, like Game yeah, of it's, Thrones. it's sort, times, sort of. No, it's, it's set in Korea, so it's a Korean, yeah. hence why I watched those Korean films early on, around uh, about the yeah. 15th, 16th century, so okay. sort of okay. quite medieval, so you've still got like the big swords, very very samurai, but obviously, I should imagine oh, yeah. it's really, from the little bit I know, yeah, yeah because I mean, there was big battles, and they mentioned, they do mention the war with Japan, and that, because there was always lots of conflict between them, and mm. I mean, yeah. one of the, one of the, you know, this one of the characters in it was obviously a terrific general that that but that beat the Japanese whatever whatever so so it's all yeah so it's in that historical and and on about historical things they have got matchlock muskets which were about in that period yes. matchlock muskets and they even I mean when they do come into play those things the guy who's got it is absolutely brilliant because they've obviously got to rush up but but he makes sure his matches are light you know like they used to have a little bit of rope because yeah. they're obviously matchlocks where they have to fire yeah, the pan and it's just right down to that fine detail and I was like oh wow well, actually, you know, he did just pick up a gun and go pull. He actually loaded it, and he actually had to get stuff, and he actually had to, uh, you know, you know. And it was just, it was just really, really good. Is it, you're, you're like, there's nobody walking around with a machine gun. No, 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 that's it. But, but you know, I mean, it, <laughs> or it, blasting, yeah, five or blasting or six five or six think, rounds. He's actually having you. to, you yeah. know. And although he's good, he's not, you know. And and with the little wick where he has to blow to to, yeah. to fire off the the gunpowder. Still going to be yeah, one round a minute or so, something. So it? there's those bit, yeah, and. Anyway, let's go back to the and, story. And, I'm going to calm yeah, down. I'm yeah, going to calm down. And I'm going to tell you the story. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, okay I'll so, calm so, down a little so bit. 15, so we, we know 15th, 17th century Korea and yeah. zombies. So zombies, the disease yeah. you were talking about is zombies, essentially. So, yeah, it's basically zombies. Now, we've seen all the zombies. Haven't we? We've seen fast zombies and slow zombies and fat zombies and all stuff like that. This, uh, I think this is, uh, if zombies can be original, this is really, because they're like, they, they only come out at night. And they're like hordes, you know, and they're just like rushing around. But as soon as I am legendy type, yes. As soon as as soon as they're as soon as they're any sun or anything, they're like cockroaches. They all hide like that, and they all become a big mass. They all become like a big mass, and they're totally inanimate. And if you could go and find them, you could kill them all. So, and that's basically, you know, like some people come and they find this big mass of what they think are dead bodies and. We've got people saying these will come back to life. They're going to be so stupid. Don't be so stupid. You know they won't. We're just going to. We're just going to bury them. You know what I mean? Have you seen Zombieland? Double yeah. tap. Yeah, double tap. The double tap. Yeah. So that's not. In there. But but during all this, you've also got this this sort of dynastic struggle going on, and all these other different characters. So so that fits in with Korean history as well yes, as adding so, this so, element. So of yeah, fantasy. and it is like a wow. dynastic film. You know, and you yeah. find out you've got this really really. I mean, she's quite attractive, but she's quite a bitchy, nasty. Queen, you know, Isn't what I mean, and her dad. The way? Yeah, it's always the way. So, <laughs> that's, that's like, like, and and yeah, and she's she's pregnant. 
so that and so oh, they want just so, to add that so they to want that. because if if, if 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 when the boy's born or when the you know, the hope is a boy is born um that obviously the crown prince will have to you know go he'd be killed and this this he will become straight up and become king you know the the, the boy child will be so this family will be so in you charge. need a regent you need a regent yes so obviously you've, you've got this this bit of a struggle going on lucky enough the crown prince managed to shoot off because he wanted to find out what was going on so so okay. you've got okay. yeah Okay. So it's, okay. <laughs> well, six episodes of goings on. It sounds. It's going uh, on, are they yeah. one hour episodes or? They are. Like yeah, they're about. Yeah, they're, they're one hour episodes. So about six hours. So it's six, six episodes. Hours, six, six episodes. Of... And yeah. So, so, so you you would recommend it? Oh yes, I would. I think this is. Uh, I, I'm totally. I mean, I, I I had no problem with it. They they do do a few flashbacks now and again, and and I think the thing is with Korean films when they do do flashbacks, they don't really ex- explain that too well. You just think, oh, that's suddenly gone back to. But it, it works in this. For me, it did. It works in this. And you can either watch it dubbed or subtitles. I mean, I watched it subtitles because... Yeah, I'm, also, I'm not keen on dubbed films because you I always think, yeah. I'm sure that's not how you really sound. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, dub, I, don't, but, I don't like dubbed. But for, you know, oh, God, I had so much I wanted to say about this because there's just so much <laughs> in it. It's just great. And as I say, it's 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 beautifully shot. You've got the, the, the big scenes like you would in the... Kurosawa movies, you know, with lots of sumptuous movie. Yeah, there are sumptuous, sumptuous times in it, but it's just the whole, how the whole thing works and it it comes together, you know, and, and also they have to learn. So obviously like there is that trope that, you know, you have to decapitate them or burn them or or get rid of the head, but it takes some time to find that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, Uh, it's it's, uh, yeah, it's not like, you know, they just think by plunging a sword in, in their belly or something that, you know, that it's going to, that's going to do it, but you know, you know, and then they're surprised when it doesn't. You think, oh, you know, they, yeah. I've done this, and it's not so. So there's that finding out process as well yeah. of what yeah. you actually have to do. You have to uh, do, and so and all the, that comes down to this: yeah. what do you rate it? Is that right? So on the ratings now, yeah, okay. Well, you can no doubt guess. I think for me, this is like <laughs> major, major five. I'm sorry, I'm a sorry. Five? I love this. I love this. I That's really, really love this. I really, really, really nope. enjoyed this. This. Totally enjoyed this this series. I couldn't stop watching. Okay, it. all right. Okay, that, that okay that is good. That is good to know, Sean. And, and I think I think this is the kind of thing because it's it's a Netflix original, and this is you know how I said last week about how I keep looking at cinema and I keep thinking long term. You 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 have a problem. I think long term. I think you're out of it because because this is something that it's it's Korean. Netflix made it. It's well, I think. A, it was all made in Korea, and if they were going to try and get that over to cinemas over here, it would be such a faff, and it would be such a long-winded thing. Whereas they could just go and say, "Yep, cool, that's it, it's done." People on the other side of the world, hey, you, you've shown interest in Southeast Asian stuff. Here's something else that you might like. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, well, I think yeah. if they could, I mean, if Netflix, I mean, well, well with with home entertainment systems. I mean, yeah, that would this this series would so transform well to a major screen, you know, mm. big screen. I could, yeah. In fact, it's even making me tempted to have a major, you know, just <laughs> uh, to get a video uh, yeah, projector yeah. and just do the I whole mean, wall. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, paint it white and where you go. But but what I mean, the costumes and everything is, and 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 the way the story weaves, and it's such a great concept of these these the way the disease is spread. I mean, I think that's brilliant, and and so yeah, zombie films are zombie films are zombie films, but there's a lot that's that's okay. quite original in this. Cool. 
Okay, I remember. I remember when, uh, ages ago, when the American House of Cards started on Netflix. And I remember thinking, you know what? This show alone is worth my Netflix fee. It yeah. sounds like that, that's, what, that's what you're feeling like right now. Yeah, I should probably watch this again. I sh- I, I'm pretty sure I should watch it again because, <laughs> you know, we're, we're flicking through some photos now. And, I mean, you're, you're going to watch this, aren't you, Sham? Yes, you need to watch certainly. it, even if you want to watch it with me, you know. Yeah, so, I and it's, it's fight it's, off one of my brothers to get possession yeah. to the remote. It's very colourful and it's very visual and, uh, you know, it's 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 really, really, uh, well, it just works, you know. All right, works. awesome. Okay, so we have gone to the end of the show and all that is left to do is to figure out who has won this week. So, Sean, with your enthusiasm and your love for mm-hmm. Kingdom, have you tipped the scales it should Ooh. come as no surprise. Uh, oh, yeah! It should come as no surprise to know that it was neck and neck all the way, all the way. But the winner this week is Netflix. Netflix. Oh. Yeah, it has to be on on the strength of strength of you know. Yeah, I'm- literally, literally on the strength of Kingdom this week because yes. we because we had How to Train Your Dragon three three stars, Extinction three stars, Can You Forgive Me four stars, Fire four stars, Elite <laughs> Battle Angel four stars, Kingdom. Wow! Giving Netflix an uh, an average of four and cinema an average of three point six. Well, three point seven to round it up. Still quite Uh close. Quite close, though. Still close, isn't it? It's still close. I mean, this this was a good week. I don't think we watched anything we absolutely hated. No, No. it was a good week. It was a good week for me. I, I I enjoyed this week. I saw some good stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Good stuff. All right. Uh, So. I think all that's really left to say is thank you for listening. Thank you for surviving this long. Go watch one of these things and let us know at, uh, well on Twitter at Netflix versus Cinema, so Netflix vs Cinema, and let us know what you thought. Let us know if you think we're talking total rubbish or if you think, hang on a second, they might have a point. And let us know what you thought as well. And please, please, I mean, j- just uh, what I will tell you is go watch Fire. And hold your head in your hands. Okay. 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 <laughs> Watch it. Hold your head in your hands. But um, until then, it's goodbye from me. Yep. And goodbye for me. And uh, goodbye for me. All right. See you guys see, next week. See you later. Bye now. Bye.